I've got an eight-foot finger. Ooh, and I've got a bad moral. Hello there, and welcome to Date Fighters, the podcast where we have nothing to play for and no reason to live. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's a callback from happy. yesterday. I, it's not. Never has the emptiness of anyone's lives been so clearly on display <laughs> as during the <laughs> 10 minutes you will be listening to this podcast. Joining us in this celebration of vapidity is Lizzie Roper. Oh, that's nice. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Mm. Right, let's move on. I'm going to take us to the 5th of August, 1816, and to a young man, a 28-year-old, called Francis Ronald. Francis Ronald had strung eight miles of iron wires up and down his mother's back garden. That's not a euphemism. (laughs) In (laughs) Hammersmith. And he found that when he ran an electric current across it, it travelled immeasurably fast. There was... So it was almost instantaneous. Um, So he realised he could communicate instantaneously across any distance and said electricity may be compelled to travel many hundreds of miles beneath our feet and be productive of much public and private benefit. And he thought we should have electric wires everywhere so we could all have electricity. And he went to show it to the Admiralty to see if they could think of any use for this method of instantaneous communication, given they were governing an empire that covered a third of the globe and they were were the most technologically advanced organisation in the world. And the Admiralty looked at it and said, no, we Classic. can't think of any way that would be of any use. <laughs> it is wholly unnecessary because we have semaphore. What you've forgotten, young man, mm. is that human lives are cheaper than electric wires, so it's much easier for us to get people to wave flags at each other, which is as close to instantaneous as we need it to be. Amazing. He said, give me material enough and I will electrify the world, which is less horrifying than it probably sounds. <laughs> um, and so no one did anything with it. For two decades, no one used the electric telegraph, which he'd invented. Uh, yeah. So he went around inventing other things instead, because no one was interested in telegraphy. He invented a machine which helped you draw things in perspective. And, oh, and he invented the first camera that would record... Um, a device for 24 hours and give you readings of it. So before that, before there was electricity, there was no way of having, um, say, a barometer that gave you readings all through the day because you just had to watch it in regular intervals and take down what it said. And so he invented a camera that was powered by clockwork that would look at it and write down on a little sheet of paper what happened all day long so you could kind of tear it oh. off. And they were used up until the late 20th century. And that was Francis Ronald, who died without ever seeing his telegraph be used for anything but having Admiral Sir John Barrow laugh at it. What a very clever young man. Yes. Mm. Uh, what a, I mean, She's one feels intensely for him, doesn't one? Yeah. <laughs> one does, if well, the lights are out, yes. Yes, groping around. Right. Yes. Well, I said I've got an eight-foot finger. Actually, I've got, I've got quite a few. Oh. It's the 5th of August, 1884. Mm. And on Bedloe's Island... Anyone? 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 No. Anyone? No. Now, Liberty Island. Anyone? Oh. Yes, yes. The corner, sorry, the cornerstone for the Statue of Liberty mm. is laid oh. in 1884. Mm. Um, it is based on French statue. Libertas, a robed Because she's got a great Liberty ass. Goddess. <laughs> Libertas. <laughs> like... I'm going to get my hands on your Libertas. <laughs> my eight foot fingers on your Libertas. <laughs> Could is your that, Libertas take an eight foot finger? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, have you finished? It's gone now? wrong already. It's gone wrong. I'm sorry. No. It's gone wrong. No. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. 
Uh, so uh, it's uh, got the date of the US Declaration of Independence. It was, of course, a gift from France. You know all of that stuff. Do you know mm. about the poem The New Colossus, Emma Lazarus? No. Oh, was uh, that the that dirty limerick that the French sent over? There, there was an eight-foot-long <laughs> finger. <laughs> Which didn't like to uh, linger. Yeah. We stuck it in the air, right up there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and she became less of a minger. It, that's, yeah. <laughs> We were all going that way, but I, I was trying. I was trying to pull back, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Once, once no. the finger was in. Yeah, there were no other options. Yeah. The New Colossus by Emma Lazarus is a great poem, which has uh, a bit of a um, a quote that you'll recognise. Give me your Stinger. tired, your Sorry. poor. Your huddled mm. masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Of course, since uh, 2016, it's had uh, uh, an extra little plaque uh, just mounted just underneath it, which says, Psych! Um, <laughs> it was uh, dedicated, it was to welcome immigrants. Uh, and of course, that's that's not something they're doing anymore. Mm. No, it's that thing. they seem to have forgotten. It's just sort of dropped out of their consciousness, hasn't it? Yeah. That entire country is built on immigrants. Yeah. Mm. So um, it all began. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's whatever. Shut up. Just going to chat. I think we've only got four listeners in America anyway. So. Um... All right. Hi, Jason. Well, they all descend from Hi, immigrants, Jason. don't they? Hi, Owen. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Any others? Who are the others? No, oh, I don't think uh, so. hi, uh, Lindsay. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Let us know who you are. Yeah, come on, Americans. Say hi. Yeah. Um, Say hi while you listen to the birthdays and the death days. Yeah. Happy birthday to Tullia, the daughter of Cicero. She died after having given birth to her second son. But uh, Cicero's new wife, his second wife, Publilia, thought that Cicero was too upset by the death of his daughter. Uh, We know this because some of the letters, we've got some of his letters which were sent um, to his friends when they wrote to him with condolences. Uh, So he divorced his wife. Um, Tullia, her grave was found in the 15th century and the people who found it said she looked as if she'd been buried just that very day and there was a lamp still burning in there. What? What? I mean, if so, where is it now? Why didn't you just keep it and why isn't it still burning now? Hmm? Answer me that, 15th century Italians. Happy death day to Alec Guinness, who's really only in here as an excuse to do everyone's Alec Guinness impressions. Oh, Lizzie, okay. how's your yeah, Alec yeah. Guinness? Oh, no, I don't do that. Oh, I don't do that. I'm sure mm. Mr Yap does. Show us your Guinness. Your wretched hive of scum and villainy. There we go. <laughs> That's I can do. It was there all the time. <laughs> I haven't been called that for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's that's the birthdays and the death days. He's dead now. So we can't lie him. He was also a racist. <laughs> and an alcoholic. <laughs> and a massive pedo. Uh, um... <laughs> the panic. The utter panic. <clears throat> Lizzie. Uh, oh, there we go. Here yeah. we go. It's 1816. There's a young mm-hmm. man called Thomas. He's got eight right. miles of wires in his mother's yeah. back garden. Another limerick. No. What I what you didn't tell us is what did his mother say? What did his mother say? Are you going to clear Thomas... that up? Are you yeah. going to clear oh, that up? All mucky wires all over my garden. My petunias are coming out then. I don't know where to hang my drawers first. Mm. Um, <laughs> poor old Thomas's mum. You know they never think of the mothers. These young boys. No. Um, Can I use poor. your back garden for running eight miles oh, of iron please, wire, mum? Please. I'd rather you didn't call it my back garden. Um, okay, right, can I use your so for hanging. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, by all means, step inside my. 
young man. You are my firstborn after all. Mm, it's ruled me down there. Out one in the other. <laughs> one in, one out. <clears throat> yeah. Is that the original meaning of one in, one out? It must. Yes, you have to leave now, Vicar. <laughs> my son needs to um, use it. <laughs> Uh, good, and now that I've scraped us down to, you know, proper mm. stupid, in, lazy innuendo, um, let's go over to 1884 for Bedloes Island. Have you been to um, uh, Statue of Liberty? Yeah, I have. Mm. Did you like it? Um, I did. I mean, I had food poisoning. Why? But it was nothing to do... Natty, are you urinating? <laughs> sure you are. From a yeah, pot. right. Big hot steaming oh. cup of tea. Oh, there we go. Why did you have food poisoning? Did you eat a dirty burger off a of a vendor? I don't know. It was my first time I'd, I'd ever been to America. I was twenty six, I think, and I'd been sent on a work trip to go and do some research for a TV show. I was completely mm. out of my depth, and I didn't know what I was doing. And that may have a lot to do with my episode, but it was the first. Not quite only time, but the fact is it was in a hotel. I pooed the bed. I'm not proud of that. When the maid came to change everything, oh, it was all pre-bundled up. And I gave her a $20 tip and said, um, here, here you are. She didn't know what was in the sheet. She had no idea. Oh. Maybe she thought it was another tip. Uh, she, another she had a very good idea. Well, she's a maid that works in a hotel. She's dealt with dirty bum bed pooers before. Dirty booties. Dirty birdie, watching your sheet. Dirty two bird. I don't understand how you did you the bed because you followed through, or you just suddenly you were yeah, just lying in a right. pool of your God, own effluent. Please, please, <laughs> this. Give me a fighting chance of editing this. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, dear. Well, ah, uh, hmm. I rather enjoyed that little anecdote. Mm. Oh, good. And, uh, you know, I, although I was, I didn't, I, I was undecided before, but um, that little soupçon of filth yeah. uh, means that I'm, I'm going to award the points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, really? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay, rewind, rewind, rewind. Okay, if, I can't, it can't, if it can't be no, counted. you can, it's fine. You can. I'm just you leaving these can. people. Really? Yeah. Yeah, if they were patrons, then they'd know what was happening. So, you know, poetry of Emma Lazarus. I don't see what was so filthy about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how all of our listeners. Hello, listeners. I think you'll agree that was a good impression of you. Excellent. Right. Okay. The winner is Jacob Yap. Oh my God. Well done, Jacob Yap. Three two for the week. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. Mm. And yet, so much still to go. That bed in that hotel room in New York wasn't in vain. Yeah, I would say, I would say it's a hollow victory because <laughs> if you were the maid who had to clean up yeah. Jake's orgia yeah. in that, yeah. just just bear in mind that yeah. it's had a good outcome. If you'd said end. to me in you know whatever it was, nineteen ninety whatever it was, <laughs> would you rather win a point? Uh, in a thing called a podcast, which is a piece of audio that only really exists in your own mind, uh, or not do that to your bed linen. <laughs> it would be a very easy choice. Yeah. So, I well, once did it on the M5. <laughs> <laughs> on on the way to a, on the way to a gig, oh, a no. one woman show. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. I'd been very ill the night before. Oh no. I thought everything was okay, and uh, and then I was just driving down the M5, and then I sort of had oh, I no. sort of had a bit of a stomach cramp, and then boom, 
Uh, at 70 miles an hour, I was just sitting sitting in it <laughs> oh, um, oh with realising that I only had... The only other pair of trousers I had were my show trousers. Mm. So yeah. I had to pull over to a service station, um, adjust myself, and uh, then head off to my gig where I was going to be performing in front of, oh, I don't know, about 100 people. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they had to put a bucket on either side of the stage in case... Anything else came up? Oh, um, have I lowered the tone enough? I think so. Yeah, that's lovely. What, what were your show trousers like? I think is the question. Are they hilarious, spangly ones? Like, yeah, were they? No, no, white no. Sequins. Yeah. No, the most important thing was that they were black and they were clean. Yeah, that's good. Mm. I did if hear story any about trouser-based um, incidents. Do get in touch on the date on the score. I can't believe you. I can't believe you have a <laughs> yourself in your no, show-based career. Mm, no, I think I'm basically <laughs> free. <laughs> I did once hear about a player in, um, I think, Hank Wangford's band. Oh, yeah. It was the opening number and they were wearing white jeans and just suddenly <gasps> muttered yeah. to one of the other players in the band, oh, God, I've just carambered myself. Wow. Um, which was... Oh, if, we're, if, we're, if we're swapping terrible showbiz poo stories. When I was talking... <laughs> When I was working with Steppenwolf at the National Theatre, um, I was being a lovely actor there, Cliff, who was telling me about, um, he once saw um, a version of Equus, a very good Mm. version of Equus, but when it got to the point where Alan Strang has to nakedly um, straddle another actor playing the role of the horse, um, Mm. who was naked from the waist up. Um, Mm -hmm. And the said actor playing Alan Strang had um, over-imbibed, shall we say, the night before. Um, And, of course, the horse is not a speaking role. Mm -hmm. So this actor who was watching the whole thing from the auditorium was was most impressed when the horse suddenly went, Hey, whoa, whoa, hey! (laughs) Um, And and Alan Strang had sort of just relieved himself down the back of the other actor. So that's a nice story for you, Shay. This canon. Well, for more, more, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a generic sign off uh, for today's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I have no idea what you just listened to because. Uh, no. The Patreons will find out. The, the Patreons will find out. They should really be Matreons as well. It's not really very fair. Anyway, um, thank you for your company. Uh, thank you for your support if you are a yes. Patreon or Matreon. Thank you so much. It means so much. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash datefight if you would like to support the podcast and hear all yes. the nasty things that we have to cut out. the filth. Yeah, um, for the children. <laughs> for the children. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Bye. Sorry. It's no, never be sorry. Mm. No. No. No.